And now, a warrior for the Word of God and the Constitution of the United States, a Marine Corps veteran, a Harvard-trained attorney, Bishop of the Call Churches, and founder and president of STAND, staying true to America's national destiny, the voice of the awakening, your host, Bishop E. W. Jackson. And I am he. Great to be with you again today. Uh, folks, my producer is out, some sickness in the family. I'd ask you all to pray for Randy and his family right now. Uh, they need your prayers, and uh, we really appreciate that. Um, okay, look, we got a lot to talk about. We just finished up, uh, what's this, the second? I forget how, how long is this Juneteenth thing. I think this is the second one, isn't it? And um, in Chicago... 21 people got shot at a Juneteenth celebration. Mm-hmm, yeah. 21 people got shot in Chicago at a Juneteenth celebration. You see, th this is what I mean, folks. Substance over symbolism. I mean, what good does it do to have this holiday, which, as I've said before, is really not a national holiday. It is a Texas holiday. And to so-called celebrate the holiday, people are killing each other. I mean, really, it just, it's, it's, it, it just, it just raises the fundamental question, doesn't it? That we do these things like passing this brand new federal holiday. And I think in part, they're done so that you don't look at things like what I just told you, so that people don't see those things. Because it's so much easier to party over something that happened in Texas, 155, uh, really now, what is it, 58 years ago. Easier to do that than it is to tackle the real world issues that are affecting people today. So, um, I, you know, frankly, folks, my wife and I talked about this. We, we're just going to keep focusing on trying to address these issues, trying to address these problems, and not, not, not get all caught up in, in stuff that is really just a distraction. It really, that's all it is. It's just a distraction. I did hear Star Parker today on Victory yesterday. I was on Victory News yesterday, and Star Parker was also on there um, I heard her mention this because I meant to get to it, but I didn't have a chance to. That the, the fact of the matter is, when Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation, they say they, he issued the Emancipation Proclamation in, on January 1 of 1863, and they didn't hear about it until June 19, uh, 1865. Well, well, that's just preposterous. That, that's just preposterous. The Emancipation Proclamation, <laughs> excuse me, the Emancipation Proclamation was known about all over the country. There's a network of slaves. They traveled. The word spread. But it didn't matter, folks. It didn't matter. Because first of all, and, and I mean no disrespect to the memory of Abraham Lincoln when I say this, Abraham Lincoln always said that his first concern was preserving the Union. 
And he said, if I could preserve the union, it would be a slave with slavery, I'd preserve it. If I could preserve the union without slavery, I would preserve it. That was his number one priority. I think that as the war wore on, I think he realized that uh, undermining slavery was going to help win the war, and he became much more adamantly determined to see slavery end because as a practical matter, it was really a help in the war. So when he issued the, procl- the Emancipation Proclamation, it only applied to Confederate slave states. It didn't apply to slave states that remained in the Union. It did not apply to Kentucky. It did not apply to Maryland. It did not apply to Missouri. It did not apply to Delaware. It did not apply to parts of Virginia. I think that's mainly West Virginia. It did not apply to parts of Virginia, parts of Louisiana, um, or parts of Tennessee that, that had basically held to the Union. So you see, it was it was a little bit of a of a of a symbolic gesture, because the places where it was needed, they weren't going to pay any attention to that. Even though I have no doubt whatsoever that the slaves heard about it, because as the war dragged on and Union soldiers went into places, of course they they were talking. They would they would inform people and so forth. But look, here, here's the other thing. As a matter of history, so because the Emancipation Proclamation did not apply to slave states that were still in the Union. That meant that after the Civil War was over and slavery was practically ended because the Union soldiers enforced its end, that was what General uh, Gordon Granger arriving at Galveston, Texas was all about. He arrived at Galveston, Texas and issued an order throughout the state that all slaves were free. I mean, he's, he's a virtually unknown general. I mean, unless you're a real student of the Civil War, um, but he, he did that because, of course, it was true, and, and the word had not really reached, well, maybe we should put it this way. There was no one to enforce the word. See, I, I doubt, I, I have grave misgivings about that. Well, the word, word, word hadn't reached them. I have grave misgivings about that. I think, I think the word had reached them. I think they just weren't paying any attention to it. And so he got there, down there and enforced it. However, however, slavery did not end in Kentucky and Delaware until December 18, 1865, when the 13th Amendment was passed that declared involuntary servitude unconstitutional. So the idea that slavery somehow ended on June 19th of 1865, I mean, it's just, it's not even good history. But here again, I, I guess... When, you, when symbol is all that matters, it doesn't matter whether it comports with the facts. All that matters is what we want to do. Now, here again, I've said for you, all, all my listeners in Texas, God bless you. I mean, you all celebrate that. And, and I think it's perfectly appropriate if people in Texas want to celebrate that and see that as a, as a big deal. Because clearly it was a big deal in Texas. And certainly a big deal for the black residents of Texas. And, and I, I've never disputed that. But to suggest that there was that that's somehow the National Day of Liberation, and I said the other the, the other thing that that bothers me about the whole thing is, in addition to the fact that it kind of misses the substantive issues, it kind of ignores the substantive issues that we're facing today, and and tries to get satisfaction reflecting on something that's a hundred you know happened 158 years ago. I mean, is is the fact that here we are dealing with major major kinds of problems 
Um, and basically, I think the left wants to be rewarded for, for, for doing nothing but pandering. Because that, that's all that boils down to. Nothing but pandering. So it's bad history. It ignores the, the, the present day issues that are being faced, the breakdown of the family and so forth. I mean, I, I won't go through the list, but, you know, folks, we just, we, we, we really need to, we, we got to save this country. We've got, oh, oh, and that's hearing, you know what? Yeah, here's the other thing. Some people are actually calling this, do you know they actually call this thing independence? The, the, the name of the law that passed Juneteenth is, is the, um, the Juneteenth Independence Day Act. See, I, I just really believe that, that that's, that's playing games. We have an Independence Day. It was not Independence Day, but that's what they called it. And I think that's really a thumb in your eye. That's to say, ha, huh, you think you've got an Independence Day on July 4th. This is the real Independence Day. And some people are actually saying that, which is just further dividing the country. Well, I'll be back in a moment. This is Viewpoints with Kirby Anderson. You know, major financial firms use ESG factors in their investment decisions, and the Biden administration has promoted ESG investment rules. According to major media reports, attempts to remove these requirements have failed, but the latest legislative scorecard shows that the anti-ESG movement is succeeding. ESG stands for Environmental, Social, and Corporate Governance Factors, which have been used to push a left-wing agenda without asking Congress to implement what some have called a woke ideological agenda. Two years ago, the Texas legislature passed a law that bars the state from doing business with financial companies that favor renewable energy firms over fossil fuels based on environmental reasons rather than financial reasons. Legislatures in other states have followed suit. More than two dozen states introduced anti-ESG bills. So far, 11 states have passed laws and implemented regulations. The CEO of the State Financial Officers Foundation observed, We've come in the last year and a half from nothing to having a quarter of the states passing stuff and half the states engaging. You wouldn't know this by reading articles in the mainstream press. The Washington Post article reported that the conservative battle against woke banks is backfiring. An article in another publication said the anti-ESG movement is full of hype, but it has few big wins in state houses. Now that Governor Ron DeSantis is running for the presidency, his Florida anti-ESG bill is probably getting more attention. It prohibits the use of ESG criteria in investment decisions, government contracts, and local bonds. All of this suggests that the issue of ESG will become an important issue in the 2024 elections, both at the national level and at the state level. I'm Kirby Anderson, and that's my point of view. For a free copy of Kirby's booklet, A Biblical View on Racism, go to viewpoints.info slash racism. That's viewpoints.info slash racism. You know, it's true. Difficult times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our health care. No doubt. This is why so many people are joining MediShare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly health care costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. 
It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with healthcare costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up, MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. And MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry that's worked beautifully for 29 years. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. The Awakening. The Awakening. Download and listen at your leisure with the podcast page at AFR.net. Now, back to our host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. So, here's the second story. I want. I, I didn't even plan to talk that much about the, the whole Juneteenth thing because, uh, to me, it's just, you know, it is what it is. Um, I want to talk about issues that I think we can actually do something about. So Hunter Biden today got his plea deal. And, of course, he gets off of tax evasion charges and uh, basically pleads, I guess, guilty um, and, and, and really just gets a slap on the hand. Uh, he's not going to do any jail time. People go to jail for tax evasion all the time, but not Hunter Biden, obviously. Uh, and, by the way, if you check out the New York Post, they've got all kinds of the pictures that were found uh, on his laptop with him posing naked with the gun. Yeah, yeah, the guy's a piece of work. I mean, he really, there's no question he needs help. I don't know how he's doing now, but there's no question he needed help. Um, so, okay, so he gets off on the taxes. Here's the thing that really galls me. Because the left is jumping up and down all the time about how there are too many guns. We've got to get guns out of the hands of people who shouldn't have them and, and blah, 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 blah. I mean, it, it just never ends. Here's a guy who lies on a federal form in order to get a handgun. He has hopped up on drugs. He is addicted. He lies on the form to get a gun which is, of course, a dangerous combination, a gun and an addict. And he gets the slap on the wrist. It's all that time he had an illegal firearm. If you lie on a federal firearm application, then the firearm you've obtained, you've obtained illegally. And yet these same people who are constantly talking about, we need to, we need to do away with the Second Amendment. We need to collect up all these guns. We've got all we've we've got weapons of war everywhere. I mean, these people are just they just rail on and on and on and on about it. They never want to deal with the issue of mental illness. They never want to deal with the issue of what's going on in the minds and hearts of people that they want to kill others. They never want to deal with the fact that overwhelmingly firearm owners, gun owners are law abiding citizens who only use firearms for recreation and self-defense, and thank God rarely have to use it for self-defense, and the guns never hurt or harm anyone. Here's a guy who goes out and gets an illegal firearm, and he's hopped up on drugs. He's using crack cocaine, which is known to make you hyper, and cocaine, and nothing. 
See, th this is this is the, the the hypocrisy of the left. And 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 folks, their hypocrisy knows no bounds. Because I guarantee you, if this were a conservative, if this had been the son of a Donald Trump, a son of, of anybody who was known to be conservative, oh, we wouldn't be talking about a plea deal. We'd be talking about looking, by, looking at that person behind bars. There's no doubt whatsoever about it. We'll look at the way they've dealt with Donald Trump versus the way they've dealt with Joe Biden. Now, see, here again, folks, this takes me back to the fundamental point that I've now been making probably for weeks because this is what the Lord has put me on, and I'm not letting it go. Okay, well, so you could say, now, now, Bishop Jackson or EW, I, if you were in that place, you would probably treat a conservative differently than you treat a liberal. No, I would not. No, I would not. And I don't believe you would either. And the reason is we answer to Almighty God. I'm not going to use the power of my position to harm someone because I don't like them or because I don't like what they stand for. If that person has, if, if you got a liberal and a conservative and they've both done the same thing, and the fact pattern is essentially the same, okay? Essentially the same. They should both be treated the same. And in a, a prosecutorial position, for example, I would. Now, here's the reason. Got to answer to God, folks. You've got to answer to God. I think God is going to be pleased that you use your power to abuse your enemies and reward your friends as opposed to doing what is right? The Bible says we're supposed to what? He has shown the old man what is good. Micah 6.8. He has shown you, old man, what is good. What does the Lord require of you? Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. There it is. But, but you see, when you don't believe that, when you don't have that, then the only thing that matters is your own power and self-aggrandizement. Doing whatever you think is going to benefit you and your cohorts. This is what made communism so dangerous. Because it put power in the hands of people who believed that the only ones to whom they were accountable were themselves. And therefore you could do anything. In a book I read, I can't remember... Uh, which book it was now, but a book I read about the about the torture of uh, of Christians uh, during the rise of the Communist Party in the Soviet Union, the Bolsheviks, and how they would say to them, "You you may think your God is going to do something for you. You may think your God is going to hold us accountable, but we can do anything we want to do to you because there is no God to answer to." See, that's what they believed. They were wrong, but that's what they believed. And so they really felt there's no moral rule. There's no there's no morality. I mean, I basically do whatever I want to do. And if it's if it seems good to me, that's what I'm going to do. And isn't that exactly what the Democrat Party and the left are selling us today? If it feels right to you, if it feels good to you, do it. 
How do you feel? You feel like a guy, but you're, you're, you have the body of the girl. You must really be a guy or vice versa. See, this is what happens without God. Without God, you'll win an election by any means necessary because you are so important and you having power is so important and it's so much better for the people that even you have to lie, cheat, steal, or, or kill even. It's worth it because, after all, the people are going to be rewarded by having your enlightened leadership over them. And so, therefore, it's moral. That's like communists saying it is moral to lie as long as the lie advances the interests of the party. It's like Muslims saying the same thing in a sense. But see, but the Bible teaches something different. I can't lie to you to advance myself. I can't bear false witness against someone because I don't like them. Or for any other reason for that matter. You can't kill someone because you think the world will be a better place without them. Like Hitler thought about the Jews. Because we have to answer to God. And that makes all the difference. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And when you don't have that, Katie bar the door because the demons are unleashed. I don't think I told you all this. A guy wrote a whole article about my saying, for example, this whole thing of calling people by a plural pronoun is kind of a subconscious admission that they've got a legion of demons in them. I'll find it sometime. But this guy wrote a whole article trying to debunk the fact that people calling themselves by plural pronouns, they're not, as Bishop Jackson said, they're possessed with demons. They're not possessed with demons. And he went through this long, convoluted argument trying to show that using the plural pronoun was appropriate. And da, da, da. I just thought to myself, man, they, you really take this stuff very seriously, don't you? And you really, you really want to justify people using a plural pronoun a plural pronoun, of course, to show some gender other than he or she. Look, my, when, you, when you don't have God, you just go stupid. Which is my translation of Psalm 14.1. The fullness said in his heart, there is no God. You, you become foolish. Romans chapter 1 says the same thing. Thinking themselves to be wise, they became fools. And that's exactly where we are. And you know, the, the, the sad thing is, folks, we got fools in the White House leading our country right now because they're headed up by a fool. Say, so, well, no, no, he's a Catholic. He believes in God. No, he doesn't. That's a lie. He does not. Joe Biden does a bit more believe in God than Bill Maher does. He just likes to posture with some kind of religious facade. But he doesn't believe in God. Because if he did, he wouldn't support the things he supports. 
He wouldn't be running around telling parents that they're wrong and they're bigger and they're hateful hateful because they won't let people cut off their daughter's breasts or cut off their son's genitalia because they think there's something else than what, other than what God made it. If he really knew God, if he really believed in God, he wouldn't be doing that. Because he would be thinking, well, wait a minute, God made this person. Let me, let me not be so quick here to make my judgments about what needs to happen to this person. I better not touch that. But oh no, he jumps right headlong into it. And by the way, I'm going to say a couple of comments about communist China when we get back and then start taking your calls. The number is 888-589-8840. Back in a moment. It's my turn. Here is your host for my turn. Don Wildman. Some time ago in Brentwood, New York, Ms. Raymond Bates found her two youngest children, Deborah and Andrew, eating tranquilizer pills. Knowing the seriousness of this, she immediately asked their older brother, Timothy, if he had eaten any of the pills. He said that he had not. Ms. Bates rushed the children to the hospital, and Deborah, age two, and Andrew, four, both had their stomachs pumped. Timothy, denying that he had eaten any of the pills, did not have his stomach pumped. It was a crucial situation for Ms. Bates, for the pills that the children had eaten could have very easily killed them. It was of utmost importance that she be told the truth by her children. To have lied in a situation like that could have meant death for any of them. You know, there are many situations like that in life. Several times our physical life depends on whether or not we're willing to tell the truth, face the facts. Failure to do so will often mean death or serious injury. But deeper than this is the fact that we must be willing to tell the truth about our intangible being also. And here is where most of us are willing to try to get by on a half-truth, sometimes even a flat lie. We haven't been honest with ourselves here. We've told ourselves that everything is okay, it'll work out all right. So we've gone on ignoring our inner being, pretending that there will be a time to take care of that. We've even built up a conception that there's a great Santa Claus in the sky who will bring us all everything we need at the right time. We've lied to ourselves in telling ourselves that we have no obligation any higher than ourselves. We have fooled ourselves into thinking that if there is life after death, everybody will enjoy it equally and not just a pious few. When I break a bone and it needs setting, I don't dare fool myself into thinking that it'll be all right if I lift it alone and everything will work out okay by itself. If I have cancer, I don't go around telling people that there's a great fairyland cancer doctor who will cure me. When I had my heart attack, I didn't ask for a knife that I could operate on myself. No. And all of these things, I told myself and I tell myself the truth, that I need help from beyond myself, from someone whose business it is to help in those situations. To do less in the spiritual realm would be equally as foolish. Don't make the mistake with your spiritual life that Timothy Bates made with his physical life. When Ms. Bates went to check on the children the next morning, Deborah and Andrew, who had their stomachs pumped, were fine. Timothy, age eight, 
was dead. Honesty is the best policy in all matters. This has been My Turn with Don Wildman, a production of the American Family Association. The Awakening. The Awakening. Download and listen at your leisure with the podcast page at AFR.net. Now, back to our host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. We're back. The number is 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. Here's what happened uh, with Hunter Biden. He pleaded the, uh, or pled, the um, tax charge down to a misdemeanor. By the way, willful failure to pay taxes for two years, 2017-2018, pled down to a misdemeanor. So when willful failure, that's tax evasion, pled down to a misdemeanor. And the gun possession charge, uh, there are various names for this in various jurisdictions. I think here in Virginia we call it an Alfred plea. Uh, when I practiced law in Massachusetts, we called it a continua- continuance without a finding. But what it boils down to is the court basically just kind of tables it. And if you stay out of trouble, it goes away. It disappears like it never happened. So you have no record. Well, that's, that's, that's a nice sweetheart deal on, on a, on a felony, felony gun possession charge. And, and willful false statements on a gun application, that's a pretty good deal. I'll take that deal. I don't need it because I've never lied on a, on a federal gun application and wouldn't recommend that to anyone, by the way, and wouldn't participate in anything like that with anyone. But he did it, and that's going to be the result. Yeah, uh, you know, there's a little concept in our Constitution called equal justice before the law. He's clearly not getting it. He's getting, he's getting above equal uh, protection. And it's, again, folks, how do you become a banana republic? By having politicians who are willing to basically stomp on their their enemies and use the criminal justice system to do it and reward their friends and basically allow them to get away with anything. That's how you do it. And 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 the left has been doing it. You know, you don't see this among Republicans. You don't see it among conservatives. But the left has been doing it. They did it to Tom DeLay. They did it to Governor Bob McDonald. Governor Bob McDonald, folks, conservative Republican the Supreme Court looked at the charges brought against him that ended up derailing his political career, and they decided 9 to 0. 9 to 0. That the charges should never have been brought. Now just think about that. It destroyed his career. Destroyed it. Because some leftist prosecutor decided, you know what? I'm going to stop him from ever becoming vice president or president. I'm going to stop him from ever, from having any further political career. I'll get him. And this man spent millions of dollars, family completely upended, uh, reputation destroyed, and in danger of put, being put in jail. And the Supreme Court ultimately decided the charges should never have been brought. Now just think about that. 888 589 
888-888-8840 is the number. Let's take your calls. Okay, let's go to Ed in Tennessee. Ed, welcome. Hello there, Bishop. You know, Hello I there, Ed. The radio that they're going to go into UNESCO, the UN, you know, and they're going to spend $600 million. Who, who did the Congress um, say that this is okay or just the president? What, what happened here? What's going on? Well, I, you know, this is one of those situations where unless it's something that's crossed my desk and I've forgotten about it, I'm not I'm not entirely clear on this one, Ed, but I'll tell you what, we'll take a look at it and see and see exactly what you're talking about. You said UNESCO is doing what again? Well, they're, they're uh, into the organization and they weren't for years, but now they're into it. And, and they're starting off with a contribution of six hundred million dollars. Who okays that? Does that go through the Congress or just the president? Uh, well, once the money is appropriated for foreign policy purposes, uh, it, I think it's the president has it's at his discretion where that money goes. Uh, and thank you for the call. I mean, for example, folks, we spend a lot of money promoting atheism. No, I'm not kidding, folks. We actually give grants. We, it's your money and mine, but this administration is actually giving grants to promote atheism and homosexuality. They, they want to spread L, the LGBTQ movement. They want, they want same-sex marriage. They're actually rewarding countries by giving them foreign aid. They've had some African countries refuse it. So it, the president's got a lot of discretion in this regard, and, uh, and perhaps he shouldn't have. Let's go to Shirley, also in Tennessee. Shirley, welcome. Hey, praise the Lord. I was going to say the Obamas, the Clintons, the Bidens, the Bushes, all of them have something in common with the Soros. None of them have gone to jail. So what we have now is a system of laws and rules that people aren't following. And it's going to lead us right into that market abuse system where the Antichrist is going to be chopping off heads because people won't put people in jail. They call it being too rich to fail, but we know that we got a God of justice. And someday he tells these people, the merchants of the world, how? Because your day is coming. So I praise God that at least we got hope in Christ. Amen. Shirley, that's exactly right. The song said, my hope is built on nothing less but than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame. That means I don't trust Democrats, Republicans, I don't I don't ultimately put my trust in Donald Trump or or DeSantis or or E.W. Jackson or anybody else. And I mean, for me, I don't ultimately put my trust in me. We put our trust on Christ, the solid rock we stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. So, yeah, thank you, Shirley. The number is 888-589-888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. We got some open lines. Let's go to Mary in Texas. Mary, welcome. Thank you for taking my call today. When you go on the Internet to read news, you don't know what's fake or true. So yesterday I was reading where in Montana a gun shop owner had his place raided on IRS people, and they confiscated his boxes of information containing clients' purchases of guns and stuff. He thinks he was targeted because of the type of guns that were sold. 
the Attorney General of Montana is complaining. So, you know, McCarthy's bill they got passed didn't defund the IRS that $87 billion. According to Andy Biggs, it was only $2 billion taken away. And now they've raided this gun shop owners and confiscated information they don't need about gun purchases. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you for calling, Mary. Uh, look, folks, here again, I, this, is, this is what I believe, and I, I believe I can prove this with historical, the historical record. The founders understood that government can't be God. The founders understood that power, absolute power in the hands of government means tyranny, that the only one who should have absolute power is God Almighty. And so they built a system in which the power of the government would be limited. And once again, the left just doesn't believe that. They believe that the government should be able to do anything they think the government, anything they want the government to do, they think they should be able to do. Our founding fathers had the attitude I mean, just because somebody has a good idea doesn't mean that the government should do it. If private individuals want to do it, if businesses want to do it, if churches want to do it, great. But the government can't start doing everything. This is attributed to Thomas Jefferson. I've heard some people dispute whether he said it, but he said something akin to this. The government that's big enough to give you everything you need is big enough to take everything you have. And, and we've lost touch with that that we don't work for the government. The government works for us. We are, not the, we are not the servants of the government. The government is our servant. But see, I, I think that's, that's all getting lost now. And it's as if, well, no, we work for them and they dictate to us. But it's supposed to be the other way around. 888-589-8840. I'm coming up to a break here. But I, when I come back, I will come right back to your calls. Uh, look, folks, we, this is why we got to come back to the fundamentals. We really do. Hey, look, here again, we can have important policy discussions, and we need to. How large should our military be? That's an important policy discussion to have. But if the military is not rooted and grounded on higher principles, it'll never be enough. Back in one. American Family Studios was started back in 2011 as a way to advance the Christian worldview into an increasingly media-rich culture. Media is like such a powerful tool to communicate the gospel. I love writing stories, getting in my office, and just thinking, how can we portray this concept of who God's character is? And to get to use the gifts that God has given me is really a joy. AmericanFamilyStudios.net Hi, this is Todd Nettleton with the Voice of the Martyrs Radio inviting you to the Hearts of Fire virtual event on July 14th. This is a one-of-a-kind virtual event that highlights stories from persecuted Christians around the world. This event will benefit the global body of Christ and inspire you in your own walk of faith. Hear from four persecuted Christians, plus join in worship along with Michael W. Smith. To register as an individual or host this event at your church, visit heartsevent.com. In this new world, on this new day, we rejoice that Roe v. Wade has been overturned. 
Preborn has been preparing for this moment for the past 16 years by positioning their clinics in the top six abortion states where 50% of abortions occur. Sadly, five of these six states will continue to abort babies at an even greater level. And since the abortion pill accounts for over 50% of abortions, babies are even more at risk. Preborn pregnancy clinics are completely dependent on you as they offer life-saving ultrasounds and the life-saving gospel to moms and babies in crisis. When I heard her heartbeat, I decided to keep her. And now my daughter's about to be three. I don't know where my life would be without her. To learn how you can be a part of rescuing babies' lives and sharing the heart of Jesus, go to preborn.com or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That Sunday, we drove from my hometown, Long Beach, California, out to Costa Mesa, California, to this little place called Calvary Chapel. Joe Dallas on Focus on the Family Minute, sharing about a life-changing moment. A tiny church which was bursting at the seams with scores of newly born again hippies who were on fire and not at all shy about talking about it. To walk into that place was to feel something tangible. As a non-believer who knew nothing about the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit, I felt the presence of all three. I didn't know what it was, but it was like a wall of something that hit me. And that was the first time I ever heard the gospel clearly presented. And the impact was almost unbearable. Hear the entirety of Joe Dallas's amazing story about God's work in his life by visiting familyminute.org. Back to the Awakening with Bishop E.W. Jackson on American Family Radio. I want to remind everybody again, I think you've heard me talk about this. If you're watching online, uh, I'm holding up the flyer right now. But we're hosting a Second Chronicles 714 patriotic rally to secure America's future on July the 14th, 714, Second Chronicles 714, if my people which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. And I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Come on out. That's going to be July the 14th, 6 p.m. for the reception, 7 p.m. for the rally. Um, and uh, it's going to be at the downtown Marriott at 500 East Broad in Richmond. And, and, folks, it's going to be a national rally. So come from wherever you are. I mean it. Come from wherever you are. This is going to be an historic event. And uh, we've got to save our country. We've got to save our country. And we're not going to be able to do it without God. And we're, we're just going to continue to, to pray and work and pray and work and ask God for strategy and believe God until we get this thing done. Uh, again, the number is 888-589-8840. And by the way, if you want to support the work of Stan, staying true to America's national destiny, go to standamerica.us. You can sign up there. Uh, you can contribute there. If you want to be a Patriot partner, if you haven't done that yet, you can become a Patriot partner. I'll send you a free copy of my book, Sweet Land of Liberty, Reflections of a Patriot Descended from Slaves. If you sign up for $25 a month or more, I'll sign it and number it and send it to you. We've sent out about 80 of these already, and I'll be happy to make you number 81, okay? 888-589-8840 is the number. 
Let's see. Let's go to Elijah in Kentucky. Elijah, welcome. God blessing on you, uh, Bishop. God bless you too, Elijah. I'm about to say something to you, but I'm saying this to you with complete respect. I like your program. Uh, you're very important to our country. Uh, if Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, sitting in your chair, will he say what you've been saying, sir? Well, you say, will he say what I've been saying? Now, what, yes, what have I, what's, what's been the theme of the program? The theme of the program is we've got to come back to God. The theme yes, of my sir. program is always we've got to come back to God. He yes, is sir. the key. He is the answer. I believe Jesus would be saying that, yes. Okay, sir. Uh, I'm just curious. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think, look, isn't that what he said to the children of Israel? He said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Um, and he said, don't say your children. I mean, John the Baptist came preparing. He said, no, 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 don't, don't say you're children of Abraham. God is able to raise up these stones to be children of Abraham. I would say, well, don't, don't say you're, George Washington said this. Don't even say you're an American or you're a patriot. If you reject God and the faith of, of, of the, what he called the faith of the word of God or religion, don't even say you're a patriot and do that. And so, in other words, the country was birthed based upon faith in the God of the Bible. And I believe that that's essential to our future. So, but Elijah, thank you so much for the call. Appreciate it. Let's see. Let's go to Tina in Arkansas. Tina, welcome. Thank you so much, and uh, I uh, concur with him. Uh, you are a blessing. Your mission and your and your uh, organization are a blessing to this time in our country. We need to go, come back to God. Amen. And I decided to do my part. I'm 79 years old, but I can still teach. <laughs> so what I'm trying to do now is make a program that the schools will uh, accept. And I want to be a permanent substitute teacher with a, uh, a long laundry list of uh, programs that I would teach while that the regular teacher is out. Now, everything is approved by the board or will be. But you see, our children are floundering. Because mm -hmm. they do not know their own history. They don't know the real history of Amen. America or civics or etiquette. And Amen. it is tragic. And is. maybe there will be some other people hearing my voice that will take it upon themselves to do what I'm doing. I've worked on it for three months. I was Amen. sick uh, and had a, a very unusual disease. But... I just put it in the Lord's hands, and I haven't always right. been doing that. All right, because Tina. I Listen, Tina, really Tina, this is the last segment of the program. I commend you, Tina, for being willing to step out there at 79 years old. God bless you for it. Uh, I, you know, I, there's a guy I deal with. He, he's, he's a retailer who, who supplies me with some of the things that I need, and uh, he's 82 years old, and I saw him just yesterday. Franco in Richmond. Some of you may know him. And he said, I'm 82 years old. He said, and I'm only going to work another 17 years. <laughs> so, so you remind me of him, Tina. God bless you. Okay, let's go to 
Uh, let's go to Richard in Michigan. Richard, welcome. Hello, Bishop. Um, I heard a story when I was in school that about uh, a Viking named Leif Erikson. He lived around 900 A.D., Mm-hmm. And uh, the joke is, he was out testing the boat and couldn't get the, his men to stop rowing. But anyway, he uh, went to um, Greenland because the climate was uh, warming up at that time. And he then he went further to uh, Newfoundland, maybe, around Canada somewhere. And um, they say that he was the first one to uh, discover America because of some kind of global warming, but it cooled off later on and he had to retreat. And so that was my uh, basic comment. All right, Richard. Well, thank you very much. I didn't hear the joke in there, but thank you very much, Richard. I appreciate that. Uh, Let's go to Jeff in Georgia. Jeff, welcome. Hey, thank you, Brother Bishop. Uh, Thank you for your ministry and everything that you do to glorify God. Thank you, Jeff. I uh, I have a comment. I had an epiphany a while back referencing wokeness. Everybody talks about wokeness. Mm-hmm. And I've come to realize that wokeness equals Satan, period, dot. I have never heard anything good about wokeness glorifying God. So I would just like to get your comments on that. And uh, please use that as you feel free. Say, well, you so very, very Jeff, much, Jeff, 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 before you go, clarify that once again. Wokeness equals what again? Wokeness equals Satan. Oh, okay. That's 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 simple enough. That's straightforward enough. I thought there was something after that. But Jeff, thank you. And all I can say to that, Jeff, is amen. Because that's exactly what it is. It's Marxist. It's socialist. It's godless. It's atheist. It's demonic. And that's, that's I mean, so that's one synonym for all of that. Wokeness equals Satan. So, Thank you. And, and by the way, and thank you for permission to use that, that you didn't trademark that. OK, <laughs> OK. Thanks so much, Jeff. The number is 888-589-8840. we got a few minutes left and some open lines. 888-589-8840. Now, look, folks, let me let me throw one other thing in here, too. You know, Biden says that China is our competitor. Many of us would call China an adversary. I want to give you a new way to think about this. China is our spiritual enemy. Not just our military adversary, economic adversary, but our spiritual enemy because China is a godless nation. China's official policy and what they require of their citizens, there is no God. And Joe Biden wanting to soft pedal and, oh, they just made a mistake. Oh, they were more embarrassed. Oh, they don't mean any harm. Oh, they're not going to eat our lunch. Again, what I said earlier, he's a fool. And I mean that in the biblical sense. Because a nation that rejects God, what's the Bible say? The nation shall be turned, the, the, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. A nation that rejects almighty God is a nation born of hell. By the way, folks, this book I'm reading on, uh, on the Congo and on the mining of cobalt for our cell phones and all of that, China is, is basically controlling all of that. 
and it is deeply demonic. They are enslaving a bunch of Africans in order to enrich themselves. And some of the comments that they made on the record about black people, you'd be amazed to learn. I've said it before. They're the most racist. The Communist Party of China is the most racist entity in the world right now. Okay, let me try to get a couple of these calls in. The lines have lit up. I, I said we had some more, some calls open, and here we go. All right, let's go with Rhonda in Texas. Rhonda, welcome. Hi, how are you doing, Bishop? Bless, Rhonda. How are you? Oh, very blessed as well. I have a question. I'm in Texas near Fort Hood, and they've renamed it to Fort Cavazos. Mm-hmm. Why are they celebrating Fourth of July on the 23rd of June? Why can't we do our birthday, our nation's birthday on 4th of July? Well, you, you're probably referring to Juneteenth, I assume. Uh, uh, because I, nope, it's, it's June 23rd. June 23rd? They're doing a firework celebration, everything. Oh, and I think well, they're just trying to undermine our nation's birthday. Uh, you, you know what, Rhonda, I don't even understand that. I really don't. Uh, but but thank you for telling us about that. I mean, it, this this stuff has just, just gotten ridiculous. Let's go to Morris in Tennessee. Morris, welcome. Hey, how you doing, Brother Bishop? You know, there's a guy that called in a while ago and said, would Jesus be <clears throat> excuse me, saying the same thing that you're saying? And I think he would, because the Bible says to sound out like a trumpet mm-hmm. and tell the people of their sins. And, you know, when you talk about homosexuality, the Bible clearly says that it's abomination in the eyes of God. And when you talk about killing the unborn, you know, just like Jeremiah said, before, uh, you know, before I knew I you. Knew that's right. Before, before you yeah. were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. Hey, Morris, that's that's going to do it, Morris. I, I've got to go. You can, I, I hope you can hear the bumper music telling me that it's time to close the program for today. But, folks, I'll be back tomorrow. And this time, other than Don, Don, my apologies, um, we got most of you in. I'll be back again tomorrow, though. In the meantime, look, you stand up, you step up, you speak up, you refuse to back up because we cannot be defeated if we will not quit because we are on God's side.